It is the 14th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening. It is Thursday, June 25th. I'm Tim Hayes. I'm from Gainesville, Florida, but I'm in Rhode Island for this upcoming week. You can find me at the Super Rookie. Joining by our messenger resident, Matt the Little Guy Allen. He can be reached online at the Little Guy Matt. Are you doing well today, Matt? I'm doing okay. Well, that's fantastic to hear. Spencer, <laughs> who is waiting for my arrival to do our first ever live podcast, can be found at Spencer How H A U G H on Twitter. And Spencer, how excited are you for me to come to Boston? I forgot you were coming. When are you getting here? Oh, Friday night. But you know, you this don't... Friday. Yeah, this Friday. <laughs> are you going to be in town? Uh, <laughs> yes, 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 I am. Uh, I got a, I got a few calls to make. I'll be right back. All right. <laughs> On this week's podcast, we'll discuss the best and worst in cycling, and you can visit our website, theslowridepodcast.com, for all the links of what we discuss, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a review; it would be great. So, little guy. Spencer yep. and I were talking before you got online about the la- the uh, State Fair Fair Crit Criterium yes. in St. Paul. Yep. Uh, did you get a point this week? I didn't get a point because there are no points Okay. available. So uh, did you have fun? I mean, what's what's the crit? Did, did you win a Ninja Prime? I didn't win a Ninja Prime. Um, I had a good time. It was a good time. I sat in a lot. I uh, I don't know. Eric went off the front. That was cool. So we have so now so for our listeners, they don't understand that the three of us started a team, and since little guy is the only one still on the team, he, and he was always really the only person that went to races anyway. Now <laughs> you have a team. Like there's actually legit people you're racing with. Yeah, I have teammates in my race at the same time as me. That's kind of cool. So well, I had the uh, you had the old manpower from Boston there. Uh, shutting things down, I'm sure. You know, I didn't know that it was McCormick during the race. I was, though, in the last couple laps. Wait, 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 wait. Up McCormick, like Mark McCormick, the former Mark McCormick. Like... Mark McCormick. Yeah, <laughs> what a I, ringer. I, I was sitting right behind him <laughs> with a couple laps to go, and I was like, "Who is this dude on this like?" Because he was riding like an All City or something. Yeah. And I was like, "I was like, this is like a brand new All City. I've never seen this guy before. I've never seen the kid." It's like this guy's like this guy's really hanging, really casual, but he doesn't look that fit. <laughs> like, oh. he, he's amazing. He does not look that fit. Uh, he doesn't. But... He doesn't look that fit. But obviously, I mean, he's you know multi-time former national champion in how many disciplines? I mean, yeah, all so, of them. Um, yeah, all of them. <laughs> so I mean, he doesn't look like unfit, but in terms of like the pointy end of a of a of a crit, you know, at the end of a crit. He, he doesn't look quite as chiseled as some of the other riders. And you're like, who is that guy? And then we finish, and I'm looking at him like, oh, it's Mark McCormick. No wonder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine what he was like when he was chiseled. Holy yep. crap. Yeah, he's fast, man. He's super fast. Oh. So Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> so, what I have to deal with here. <laughs> Good old like Mark. 12 of those guys. How many uh, weeks of crits or training crits are left there in uh, Minnesota, little guy? That's it, man. There's three. It's done. Oh, so it's over. Like you're done for the year. <laughs> well, cycle cross well, season starts. We're in we're in early June now or late yeah, June now. So it's almost cross season. Um, I do want to 
read a quick email that we got from one of our listeners, Jesse Reentz. He wrote us about the Gray Wolf, who is the legendary rider down in Tucson. R.I.P. Gray Wolf. Yeah, we have that wonderful picture on the website. He said, hey, I love the picture of the wolf. I traded many Nature Valley bars for an Oreo of his. He was a weird dude, but I had breakfast with him a few times over the winters I spent down there. So it just shows you this is a racer out of uh, Minnesota that even knows the Gray Wolf, a, uh, yes. a famous person. Um, maybe one day people will be like, oh, yeah, super rookie. But I hope not to be the guy that has, you know, takes my rear brake off to save weight while I live in a town with <laughs> giant mountains. You mm. should be. I should be. It like, shows fearlessness. You joke. need a thing. Yeah, rookie, I mean, you need a yeah. thing. Well, What's going to be your thing? Yeah. I think it's just, you know, being awkward all the time. Yeah, I mean, you've been really banking on that for a long time, and I don't know if it's going to make you famous. It's not going to take me to the Hall of Fame. It's not mm-hmm. a powerful skill. A lot of people have it. Uh, okay. So what? Jean-Louis Baptiste a arrêté ses études à 20 ans en terminale. Il décide de tout plaquer. Décision intelligente. Il échoué au bac pour la troisième année. All right, we're back with the best of the week in cycling. Spencer, what was the best thing to happen in cycling for you? Best thing this week. I don't know. It was it was close. Um, I saw a fat bike that I didn't hate, which uh... is probably a bad thing. <laughs> but, but but it's the only one I've ever seen that sort of made some sense because they're just I've owned two in my lifetime. How do you make um, a fat bike make sense? Very briefly, and I decided they were insanely uh I don't know, just unwieldy. Like you can't <laughs> when you're not riding them, there's what do you do with them? They're <laughs> giant. They take up all this space. Uh but anyway, so I saw this uh article on fatbike.com that popped up on oh, it popped up through my Facebook or Twitter or something sure. I forget you're a subscriber but, uh, yeah <laughs> to my RSS anyway um, Moon Man this company Moon Man made a fat bike that like decouples like all of the tubes basically come apart like it's it's like Lincoln Logs and you assemble it together and all of a sudden you've got a fat bike so you With can pretty much, and everything? aside from the wheels, you can pretty much pack this thing into a, like a backpack. Does it have disc yeah. brakes? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. God. Come on. So, so little guy, do you have a fat bike? No, I don't have a fat bike, dude. What do you think? Does of Klein fat make a fat bike? <laughs> <laughs> Did What's they your... make one in 1988? So, yeah. So what would it take for you to buy a fat bike, little guy? Oh, I'm not going to buy a fat bike. Somebody has to give me a fat bike. No, but what if you got one, like, if you bought, like, a new Vanagon or something? Why would I, why, how would I have money for a fat bike if I bought a new Vanagon? Well, like, they gave it, you know how, like, Volkswagens, they used to, like, oh, here's a mountain bike, and then if you bought a, you know. Oh, like, if I bought the, if I bought the, the Trek Jetta, the Trek branded Jetta. Yeah, yeah well, what if there's a fat bike Vanagon? Um, well. Could you be tempted? Mean, thankfully, what if, there what is. What if I had to take my Vanagon back? And you were going to be without Vanagon. And then there was this sweet deal on a Vanagon that included a fat bike. I mean, if, if there's a Vanagon for sale that includes a fat bike, <laughs> that's, um, that's fine. I mean, that, that's a sweet deal. It's like buying a bike with some 105 parts on it. You, you know you're going to sell them. Make a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. of money. <laughs> so, well, here's, here's my problem with the fat bike is that the way they're sold to people in Florida, it's like, oh, you can use them on the beach. Yep. And you're like, no, you can't. 
Like, sorry. Like, there's some people that use them on the beach, but it's not like riding on the beach equals riding in the snow. No, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah I've so, never done it, but I imagine it's exactly the same, oh, actually. Fat bikes. So just um, the fact that Fat Bikes is listed on the best of the week is just appalling. To, that may no, be well, my worst. It's, it's exciting, like, engineering-wise and everything-wise, and, and I've been really excited about SNS couplers and packing up bikes and stuff like kind of before my trip to Mexico but also because of that like I'm like traveling with a bike man it sucks it's super stupid like I would much rather rent a bike when I got where I was going which also I would hate because it wouldn't be my bike and it wouldn't be set up right you know like there's no good solution so I don't know this isn't like the end all be all but it's it's one of these things that just shows you what people can do and it's pushing the envelope and I kind of like that but yeah, fat bikes. Like I said, I've had a couple and I've sold a couple. My my experience was like it was so rad, and I was riding down the frozen creek all winter, and it was super cool, like this urban trail. And I rode it with little guy, and he was on his 1988 Klein with 26 inch wheels and keeping up just fine. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I guess I don't actually need this. <laughs> I can have fun on a regular bike. So yeah, oh, away it went. God. Away it went. Well fat bikes all right little guy what, hey what's... don't get down on my best of the week bro <laughs> little guy what's your best of the week i'll enduro you my best of the week is i um i was told about the the tumblr page the room looking at stems <laughs> and then i looked at it and i had a really good time it, you, you, it you, fun. you know why i love this one is because i think that got created what two years ago <laughs> Oh, I'm sure it was created forever about ago. That. I've never seen it, and I had a really good time. I know, but that's like so. I, I I'm really enjoying the fact that I had forgotten about this in my memory, and then you're bringing <laughs> it back up, and I'm like, that's right. That was an awesome website. For him looking at stems is great. That's that, a great that website. That was a that was a great website. If you it's haven't really seen it, really good. There's a picture of him um, on the ground staring at his head crashing, <laughs> but he's still looking at his stem. I mean, it, like. The ones of him riding and looking at his stem are funny, but all the ones where he's, like, not on the bike or he's, like, getting on the bike and he's still looking at the stem and the captions are just hilarious. So so off the top of your head, little guy, is Chris Froome going to win the tour this year? Yeah, unless, unless he has too much asthma medicine, in which case Contador will win until he has too much asthma medicine. No, Contador won't have asthma medicine. He'll have steak medicine. Steak medicine. And then uh, Jurgen will win. Well, who do you think is going to win, Spencer? Off the top of your head, real quick. Contadora wins here. Um, I think uh, I just don't think from do it. I think he's. I don't think he can handle the pressure. So so it's kind of cutting up just a little bit. But I heard you say Chris Froome is the best racer ever. He's totally gonna win, and Contador just can't handle the pressure. Did I read that right? Yeah, in your rookie sort of way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me get to my best of the week. The uh, <laughs> so as you guys know, I'm traveling up from uh, Gainesville up here to Rhode Island. Go go yep. visit you, Spencer. And along You're, the way, I've been wanting to ride my bike. Coming here? Yeah, yeah. I've been. Wa- when are you coming here? Oh, shut up. I've been wanting to ride no, my I'm bike. Oh, it's Friday. So this Friday? Oh, shut up. Now you're making me nervous. You guys, you guys know how to really grind my gears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was horrible. So, right. so um, I've been looking for places to ride, like all over, and uh, Strava has their like. They released all that heat map data where, like, they sell the data to different counties and cities around the country, and then they can see where bike riders ride. Well, they also made it public so you can see, like, heat maps. So 
for example, Central Park in New York City is just like, you know, white hot. Like, it's ridiculous because that's where everyone rides in New York City. So they go to Central Park. But yeah. uh, it's allowed me to uh, find some pretty cool paths and trails and routes along New Haven and uh, here in uh, Rhode Island. So highly recommend anybody that's uh, traveling go to Strava and then that's how you find out where the good roads are. So, so not necessarily yeah, so you, like you a bike get route. to a new place, you yeah. open up Strava, you look at the heat maps, you find a good route and then you get you the assemble segments. your decoupled fat bike, you get on <laughs> and you just roll. You just roll yeah. over everything. You don't even have to worry about it. And you look at your stem while wearing your sky jersey and then there's yeah. your best best week best of the week for Thursday, June twenty fifth. Perfect. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll be back with the worst in the week, which is going to be a good one. Does it get any worse than those? So, worst in the week of cycling. Uh, I want to take this off because... I had read the cycling news update that your boys Diego Lulissi or whatever from uh, Lamprey. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, Diego Luis. Yeah, that I guy. like I like your pronunciation. Ulissi. Uh He mm-hmm. uh, he got busted for doping. You know, they're like preliminary. So of course, the way I am, I was like, oh wait, they both had the they both had him in the uh, fantasy cycling <laughs> challenge. So I went back and calculated how many points. <laughs> Because I, I was like, oh, man, maybe there's some retroactive. Well, both of you jerks had him, and he had mm-hmm. he gained you 688 points. So, Spencer, yeah. that puts you at 4,930 outside the top 10. And little guy, that puts you at 4,701. Sadly, and this is why it's the worst of the week in cycling for me, it was not enough points for me to overtake either of you jerks. <laughs> Nope. And so, so even without Diego Ulysses, you, you both, Spencer, you beat me by fourteen hundred points, and little guy, you beat me, you beat me by twelve hundred. So, um, yeah, both of you are still the worst of the week in cycling for taking a doper <laughs> and not even needing him to beat me. Yeah. How did you find out about the news about your guy uh, getting busted, little guy? I just saw it on cycling uh, news today. It was sad, but he'll he'll get cleared. It's it's too high a number. They, it's there's no way he would yeah. have done that. Not Diego. So were you like, there's, were you shocked or were you like, oh, of course? No, it makes perfect sense, especially since the Froome thing just happened. That now we're just going to get a whole bunch of weird asthma problems. Yeah, if if Froome gets drug. off, it's in waves. Yeah, if Froome yeah. gets off, then uh, our nation of Ulysses will be strong, <laughs> and uh, and we will last through this trying time. Nice, nice. <laughs> Nice nation of beauty. Okay. So Spencer, what's uh what's what's your worst of the week, bud? My uh, oh, I got it. similarly what what? Little guy, what what's no, your worst of the week? No no little guy, what's your worst of the week? Oh, okay. My worst of the week is the it's a professional um, podcast. Yeah. My worst of the week is the way that Trek uh the Trek factory racing team announced their tour team by announcing um like six riders and then saying they weren't sure about the last three, and then you knew that the Schlecks hadn't been picked yet, and neither had Jens. Like, like there was any chance they weren't going to bring those three to the tour. So, um, and th- they that they said, "We'll wait till tomorrow to like build suspense into the fact that you 
put the three guys who made the tour team when the season started automatically on the team. It was just obviously they have nothing good to do because they're a terrible team other than Cancelera. So, so what's... it's just kind of reeked of being kind of pathetic. <laughs> so what's crazy about that is they had ridiculous success on the uh, social media front with it, though. They they yeah, got a lot of like what's... retweets and followers. But that's what's crazy is people were pe- it seemed like people actually were like, oh, do you think do you think Jens is gonna get to go? And you're like, yeah, because yeah, they'll say no, and then they'll and they'll build. Like they, people would be upset with them. Why would they do that? There's no point. It's not like they're riding for anything as a tour. So this could be terrible and old, but dude, he's not. They're he's riding waiting. for social media at the tour. That's, yeah. that's all they have. Yeah. So so which is kind of amazing. Like, so it's Jen's, an interesting experiment. Because Jen's like tweeted about this yesterday. He's like, "Oh, they're gonna make the final three announcements. I hope I make it or something like that." And you're like, "Yeah, oh, seriously, like come he on." Didn't know. You're, you're the only reason people care about the Trek team. So, so who's he's Trek got, got for this... their leader? Like, who's their GC guy? Frank, I think, is their GC guy. Over... So they say, I think on their website they or on the press release thing they said Frank and Harmar, or Harmar or whatever. Harmar superstar. Harmar superstar. <laughs> so Zubeldia. So the Harmar Zubeldia superstar. Even though there's no chance in hell he's going to do a good GC this year. There's no chance in hell Frank will do a good so, GC this year, which pains old? me because I used to love Frank Schleck, but now I'm just so annoyed with him. So how old is Heimar Zubeldia? Because wasn't he like Lance's like main lieutenant for a year, or was he on uh, Uskatel yeah. with Mayo? He was on Uskatel forever. You should know that. You were, he, uh, you were in love he with was, him. He was old in 2004, yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't old in 2004. Yes, he was. He's, right. I'm going to guess he's 33. No, no, 38. Uh, so, I'm guessing he is 52. Right, so what's the... What uh, the internet says 37. Yeah, closer to me than you. I did the math. <laughs> All right, Spencer, what was your worst of the week? Uh, my worst of the week is just the Tour de France. Um, not the actual race, but the fact that the race is near means that uh, we'll get uh, a couple weeks here before the tour we get this lead up of just bad news like just terrible <laughs> bad crappy like, we'll, like black we'll, eye on the world of cycling or will Jens Voigt race in the tour no news. like the like the Wiggins versus Froome like Froome's girlfriend's mad at everyone like nation of Ulysses got popped for doping <laughs> You know, like <laughs> the only thing I haven't heard bad news about, which is good so far, is is people. People Pizzato has been flying under the radar, and I'm thinking <laughs> is he even he's on gonna the tour get, team. I don't know. I think I think they're gonna social media pop him out right at the end, get a big uh, following. He's gonna win a few stages. He'll retire after like five stages. Um, take yeah. a couple plushy lions home with him, and it's gonna be awesome. So, so here's yeah. the question for you guys. Which um, team has a bigger social media responsibility for their tour squad? Garmin with Phil Guyman or Cannondale with uh, Ted King? Like, which team, you know, if mm. they leave someone off, more riders are going to get pissed at who? Because remember last year with Ted King, oh. it was like end of the world. And then Guyman, it's... everyone loves. So, <laughs> so which guy is going to get, you know, if he's left off, is going to get the biggest fan following? Um, Probably, probably Phil, just because I think. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's up and coming. You know, I Everyone disagree. 
because I mean the yeah, I could see I Phil just, getting pretty like, but people would be like, "Oh, it's your first year. You haven't paid the dues." And you're like, "Really? Come on, this guy's paid more dues than anybody." And that's just it. I think uh, I think they after the debacle, the Ted King Ted King Gate last uh, Tour de France, they have to put him back on. And if they don't, it's it's going to be a PR nightmare. And uh, with Phil, at least they can be like, "Wow, well, you know, it's his first year on the team. Like, we can't just give him everything right off the bat." So, like. You know, they'll be able to explain that away in a way that people can at least, you know, buy it. I think it's silly that, you know, there was such an uproar about him missing the time cut last year. And, yeah, you know, that is the time cut. Like, his own team didn't even go to bat for him. That's the part that people forget about. The team didn't even file a protest. It was a Twitter protest, but nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean, it sucks, but, you know, I mean, he missed, he did miss the time cut. Spencer, what was your thought for what we should talk about this week? So, uh, the, I don't know if our, we have a worldwide audience or not. I assume that we do. Um, <laughs> All seven but, continents. Yes. So anyone anyone who's listening who's not from the U.S., this may not, you know, really jive with you, but I'll try to explain my way through it. Um, we've been caught up here in the, U- in the United States of America um, in, in what can only be described as World Cup fever. Um, it's all anyone wants to talk about. Uh, <laughs> you know, the news, apparently there's some, some soccer matches happening. Um, uh, you know south south of america somewhere um somewhere anyway it's a big deal i guess and and like it seems like lately everybody cares about soccer when normally they don't care at all about soccer <laughs> and it reminded me it, it gave me this deja vu this nostalgia for for cycling in this way that like no one at all cares about cycling ever until the tour comes on and then they're sort of vaguely interested and then when the tour's over they forget about it again and um, it got me thinking about the comparisons and, and contrasts you can make between uh, the World Cup and the world of cycling. And so I wanted to explore that a little bit and see what uh, see what our professional opinions were. So, little guy, do you want to start this off? Like, first thing that comes to mind with the World Cup and cycling? Um, they're both exciting, and the, they're, I don't know. See, I would think that they're actually the opposite. They're both ridiculously boring, except for that one moment of pure joy, like when there's the goal or when there's an attack or the sprint. So it's a right. good, like, 85 minutes or, you know, four hours, and then there's, like, that the build-up and the climax. That's actually the best part about soccer and the best part about cycling, in my opinion, that there's all the, the dumb chatter, and then when it happens, it happens, and it's amazing because you, yeah. you've put in the time. Right, it's true. You do need and to that's put in the yeah. The casual fan just turns it on and is like, I don't. They're not even doing anything. You know, they're yeah. not scoring goals. They're not. What are they nobody's passing, winning. Why are they passing backwards? Why are they going back to the team car? The race is ahead. Right, right, <clears> stuff like that. But really, you know, if you follow it, there's all these nuances and all this stuff happening and races within the race and all this stuff going on. Uh, they're so, both beautiful sports. They're both marginalized sports. They both have their doping issues. So, so as a as a soccer expert here, <clears throat> I yeah. do want to. There's there's a couple of things that come to mind right away. 
Spencer just mentioned the doping. So, like, I've seen a couple of pictures on the internet of uh, the doping authorities. Like, so USADA, or sorry, WADA, is there testing these guys. And there's a track record where some of the doctors that uh, did Operation Puerto, the big cycling scandal that took out our team, Liberty Seguros, years ago, mm. um, is, uh, you know, also the doctor of, like, Barcelona back in nice. the day. So, like, you know, some of these, you know, soccer athletes were getting dope so there's definitely the doping part but the one that instantly thought to my mind when uh, spencer was talking about this was the italian whining like the soccer team the italy is well known for diving and just whining to the refs in like this very elaborate way and it's just like every italian cycling team nah that's panache man it's <laughs> not whining like, they're just whining like and you're what? just like oh, seriously like cipollini Cipollini was whining when I took a picture with him in the egg line at Buffet <laughs> in Vegas last year. He was not very happy about that. And I was like, come on, Cipollini. I'm shocked that he wasn't happy that you interrupted his breakfast. <laughs> he wasn't eating. He was getting scrambled eggs, and I was getting hash browns, and I tapped him on the shoulder. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, why would, why would he be upset about that? <laughs> Dude. I would have been upset. First off, why is Cipollini... <laughs> Why is Cipollini not in the penthouse? Yeah. And secondly, why is he eating the buffet? Why is he, why is he eating the buffet at the Luxor? Come on, he easily could be a. Do they have like... a, an option other than the buffet? I I think there's a couple of options. I mean, there's also just not staying at the Luxor. <laughs> yeah, that place is a dump. <laughs> I mean, it's not exactly the the greatest it hotel has in Lux Vegas. Rated name. It so, must be luxurious. Yeah. So so there's that, and then the the final part is of course. Uh, Luis Suarez, this Argentinian guy that bit someone, like the third different time he's bitten <laughs> someone in the game. And so, of course, hey, you're like, and his nickname what is the Cannibal. Name? His nickname's the Cannibal, so of course you're thinking Eddie Merckx and the Cannibal, but I don't know if Eddie Merckx ever biting anybody. Mm. I don't either. Maybe poo-poo. <laughs> so, so uh, I also had some comparisons. Um, the The FIFA organization has been riddled with accusations of 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 bribery and shenanigans oh, yeah. and all kinds of backroom under the table dealings and uh this is now we here at the, at the slow ride podcast would never say that the uci was up to any of these things that uh fifa is so clearly up to but uh Nearly. never you know you know we would we wouldn't want to imply that but you know, other people have, and uh, so let's just leave it at that. Definitely shady. And I just want to say as a counterpoint, and uh, well, this isn't even a counterpoint. This is just a tangent and uh, whatever. So speaking of UCI, this past week I was in Richmond, Virginia, where the UCI World Championships are going to be held. Uh-huh. Oh, and, yeah. uh, I got to tell you guys, I did the, it's like an eight-mile loop, I believe. Uh, they're doing 15 times. There are some serious climbs. And so I did all of the biggest climbs. The way that I would compare them is uh, uh, Ramsey Hill in uh, St. Paul. There's like this one little hill. It's like two blocks long. That's like 20% climb. So there's one of those. And then they've got a switchback cobbled climb. The cobbles aren't very big and dangerous like Osceola there in St. Paul, but they're still, you know, definitely nerve-wracking. So that's Libby Hill. That's going to be probably where the uh, most of the fans are. It's a very picturesque, great little climb. And then they have a climb that's the equivalent of the high bridge that is legit 
and it is long and it is merciless and that is where the finish is and so this this race guaranteed is not coming down to a sprint it's going to be like maybe a 10 person break it is definitely going to be a breakaway year, no it's always a bigger group than they look at, i'm an export racer i did this course the, uh, they're not staying together there's no way the world championships though has never it never really comes down to a real sprint you know just like, like the world cup never comes down to a real soccer match so he's shoot out goals but anyways continue mm, mm. i was gonna say uh you know i don't know maybe not since cipollini won has it really been a, a sprint but that's all right Bettini. Bettini won in some sprints those were big sprints did he I yeah, keep okay. forgetting All Bettini right. was the world champion because he'd win the stripes oh. and then go away. He won. What do you mean go away? He won like it he twice. Wouldn't, he wouldn't do anything when he was wearing the stripes, though. Like he wouldn't like. He didn't need to. He didn't need to. Google search to prove you wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna do a Google search to prove me wrong? It, I no, I'm not gonna. I'm just saying somebody needs to. Well, I was thinking about Thor in Australia when he won. It wasn't. It was kind of a reduced group. Um, yeah. You know, again, just not a real sprint, but he was definitely the best sprinter of the. That was kind of in his transition from sp- real sprinter to like breakaway sprinter guy, um, which I think is the move that a lot of these sprinter guys so, need to make. So another uh, another similarity between the World Cup and uh, cycling is that you know the Scandinavian countries are completely absent in the World Cup, just like Scandinavian bike racers are pretty much absent from bike it's racing true. at this point. So it's true. That's so funny, because Caitlin, Caitlin just handed me a note from my news desk here. It said, Dominant <laughs> Countries in Cycling versus Soccer. Discuss. Is that, is that uh, your intern? Yeah, it's my, my newsroom. She's in over there. Oh, okay. She's on the typewriter. She's typing up the stories off the teletype. Well, see, yeah, this is great because yeah, you so, got so, the, the the Nordic countries there. You've got um, so what countries know, the UK, are you The UK and Sky, you know, I mean, kind of obviously, like yeah, but England, Sky is, England got their butts whooped. They're not even in the World Cup. They anymore. did, They're but done. Sky, you're gonna watch the tour. It's gonna happen. Sky's gonna get destroyed. Okay. They just, they just. They're like the superpower that everyone wants to be behind, but like they're not gonna do it. Just like. Just like the World Cup, you know? They should be better. And everybody's going to back the U.S. team, the dream team, which will be Garmin. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. sadly, our number one American, Dan Martin, won't be there. No, no, no. no. Number one American, isn't he Irish? And American. second, Talansky <laughs> is our number one, one number one. No, Talansky yeah. is number one. Yeah, Talansky is our number one American Dude, right after now. what he put on... <laughs> Dan Martin... Is an honorary American, and he <laughs> so he's would just easily like... be the number one guy on that team. But he's not going to be there, so it doesn't matter. It's a moot so, point. So, so, so if you're calling Dan Martin Irish, I mean, now it makes sense why. Jürgen I'm not Klinsmann, calling him Irish. But while German Jurgen Klinsmann, the German coach of the United States team, has now, like, basically imported six or seven German Americans that were born to servicemen, so they have yeah. dual passports. They've never yeah. set foot in the United States. And they've come over, and I mean, they're amazing because yeah. they all play in the, the British system. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty hilarious. And we got uh, we got the French comparison, you know, the French like uh, the teams of hope and failure, um, <laughs> you know, like Cofidis and and FDJ. The only one that's gonna break that rule, I think, is uh, is the Yage Tour. Um, they will. Uh, they will set off some fireworks in the tour for sure. Uh, did you spend all day trying to learn that pronunciation? Well, I screwed it up, but 
you know, it was pretty good. It so made little, me sound kind of like a really fresh. So, little guy, what else is coming off the new, out of the newsroom? Any other uh, uh, breaking hold news? Hold on, breaking news. Haircuts. Haircuts? Oh, haircuts. wow. That's... So, so it's like cycling haircuts versus uh, bike, like yeah, soccer who, haircuts? Who has soccer the haircuts. worst, the worst Euro pro? Let me fill you in. So, so soccer, the new hairstyles, like, you know, there's been the mullet, and then they were going with the, uh, the, I, I call it the Jimmy Dormady from uh, Boardwalk Empire on HBO, but it's when you grow the hair long and you kind of push it back over your hair, that you know, you push it yeah. back. Yeah. Um, with a headband? Is this headband yeah, you, accessorizing? You know, yeah, usually you'd the have Mac a headband on there. Yeah, kind of, yeah. you know, kind of. But now the, the thing is, is that, you know, shaved head, like maybe half the head, and then really long hair with some lines through it. The yeah. lines, mm-hmm. the lines seem to be made making a comeback yeah just like old to enough that. to there's have not... to through that twice have you watched yeah, any games enough for that in cycling for sure have you watched any games little guy i saw um a couple minutes of us and portugal when so we were at a wedding and we went from the wedding on the way to the reception we stopped at a um a vfw there yeah. playing bingo stopped at vfw for a drink and uh, they had the game on, and just long enough to see a goal, and then we left. So, are you gonna watch tomorrow at noon? Um, I might. We'll see. You should. It's a, it's it's possible. I'm not. Cause I'm I'll not be sure. watching it too, and it will be like we're watching it together. <laughs> we can hold virtual hands. Ah, uh, would you do that with me? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. This is, this is the this is the heartwarming stuff you can only right. find here on the slow ride podcast and with that we should probably end the slow ride podcast I want to thank everybody for listening to the 14th episode once again like us on facebook and leave us a review on itunes do you guys have any parting wisdom uh everybody should uh support little guy's new side business um hogan's biscuits yes um, that's right they're gonna be our first sponsor here on the podcast and if uh, you would also like to be interested in sponsoring our podcast you can uh, email us at the uh, gmail account um hogan's biscuits bringing you the best cat made biscuits this side of the mississippi <laughs> <laughs>